You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast, the young adult culture of abundant living faith setting with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGaff. My people, prime people, hey, what's good? Hope you're doing amazing. It is Christmas week this week. December Merry 25th Christmas. is upon us. Thank you, Jesus. Man, we made it. We made it. What a year, right? Oh I'm my gosh. still processing March. March <laughs> seems like it was not that long ago. Oh my gosh. And, um, you know, I can't believe December 25th is this Friday. Um, and hey, speaking of Fridays, you know, you're listening to this. It's not Friday, but it is Prime Day. Because it's Christmas week, we said, you know what, let's just r- drop the podcast on Christmas Eve. That way you can chill on Christmas Day. And maybe we can even give you some nuggets uh, so that you can enjoy your family a little bit better on Christmas Day. So, hey, I just want to say, you know, on behalf of me and Diana and our team and the team here at the Prime Culture Podcast, I just want to say thanks for listening. Yes. You know, thank we're you. so grateful. Man, it blesses us. You know, Diana, I'm 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 gonna be super honest. Like, um, it blesses me whenever I get a DM or I get a text message like, yo, PC, that that podcast on emotional intelligence or that podcast on whatever it is when you listen, man, uh, it really blesses us. The feedback really blesses us. It and- really does. It, it uplifts our spirit and it just helps us keep going. Even if it's just one person, thank you guys for sharing and telling us that you're listening and that it's helping your life. Yeah, for real. That that's really helpful. You know, Diana, this week I was um I was going back. I think I, I don't know how many episodes we have. We're ending season three of the Prime Culture Podcast right now, and um, we've got this episode and an episode next week. Um, to help you kickstart your year. Um, today's the end of our series on emotional intelligence. Yes. Um, and the next week, we're just going to help you uh, give you some 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 smart cuts and some hacks for um, for starting the new year strong, right? But I was I was going back listening to some season one, season two content of the podcast, and I came across. Um, you're not ready to date if, mm. and um, when you were on the podcast a few weeks ago, I said uh, for the first time ever, Diana's on the podcast. I totally forgot you were on the podcast, like in season one. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's I told- okay. I, I came on once and that's it. I, I know. Was- I totally forgot you were on, but um, anyways, I say all that to say this, you guys, is that man, go back and listen to some of the content. It's so good, man. The, the, the conversations we've had with Pastor Mark and me and Diana and some of our other friends on the podcast, yes. it's just been phenomenal. And um, so just go back, do yourself a favor and and enjoy that content. But you know, for today, I just want to say again, thanks for listening. And um, we're continuing our series of conversations on emotional intelligence. You know, I think that this has been beneficial for me, Diana. Me too. You know, real. just like engaging with this content and, yes, and spending and some time in it. Definitely digging it up, you know chewing on it, dissecting it. It's definitely, definitely something that has blessed us. Yeah, 100%. And so today we're ending the conversations on, oh, I know, (laughs) I know. But hey, we're not going anywhere. Um, But like, uh, we're ending the conversations and the series on emotional intelligence or this collection of talks on um, emotional intelligence. And um, I just think that it's been phenomenal, right? So, hey, let's just jump right into it, Diana, right? Like, let's just get into it. Um, you guys, you know, you, we've been telling you that emotional intelligence is um, being able to understand, to use and manage your own emotions in a positive way to relieve stress, to communicate effectively, to empathize with others, to overcome challenges and diffuse 
conflict. You know, that's been our definition for emotional intelligence. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been, um, we've just been spending some time with the five components of emotional intelligence, which are self-awareness, self-regulation or evaluating yourself, uh, motivation. Last week, I think that was a phenomenal episode and a great conversation on, um, on motivation, how motivation is not inspiration, right? right? But motivation is the core of why your motives and we finally got two more left. And we got two more <laughs> left. And I think today it's, um, if, if we're being honest, babe, I think today this is probably the tougher ones. Um, it really is. Like So empathy, we're, to guys, today we're going to talk about empathy and social skills. Um, these are some of the, of the softer, like maybe you can't necessarily pinpoint um, right on what empathy and social skills are. But I think we're going to do a good job today. I, I, we've got some really cool ideas for this conversation. And so, um, you know, Diana, we've, we've been talking about emotional intelligence really being a, a core value for us where we graduate from feelings yes. and emotions to decisions and intentionality. So, Maybe uh, more skilled. Yes. Developing and understanding how to... The ability, right? Yeah. The, the understanding that emotional intelligence is an ability, right? And so, you know, I said this in, I think it was week two. Um, I said, you know, the, the big idea to emotional intelligence is really understanding that in our lives, if we are going to be emotionally intelligent people, we have got to stop having our feelings drive and instead letting our decisions lead and our feelings follow. And the truth is, you know, a lot of us are born with gifts and talents, but every single one of us can make the decision to to build and master an ability. And at the core of emotional intelligence, it is the ability ever like our definition and the definition of the components, the five components, of emotional intelligence all start with that statement the ability to so the ability to means like if this is your first time listening is that you have the conscious choice to make a decision so your brain can change so if you say oh this is just the way i am Er, wrong wrong answer no you can change we can change if you want to change Guess what? We have great news. You can do it. So your thoughts and the ability to change is 100% available to you. Absolutely. We can all change. And let me give you let me give you the um, the steps of of developing an ability or a skill, okay? I shared this in the last podcast in the last in the last conversation on um, motivation. And I'm going to share it with you again. At some point, I'll probably we'll probably take some time to unpack how to build a skill, right? But it all begins with mindset right? All of it begins with your mindset, your state of mind, because as you think in your heart and as you think in your mind, that's what you're going to become. Shout out Proverbs chapter 23, verse seven. Yes. So whatever your thoughts are, that's where you're, that's where you go. Right. Right. And so it starts with a mindset. A mindset then directs our behavior. A behavior over a period of time becomes a habit. A behavior that you visit consistently over a period of time becomes a habit. Right. That habit then after we we really just start uh, mastering the habit and that habit becomes second second nature, whether it's good or bad. Right. Good habit, bad habit. Right. Um, that, that habit then starts to become a proficiency, Mm -hmm. right? That proficiency now, now becomes a part of who you are and it becomes 
becomes a skill, right? And so people who are really good with people, um, there's a difference between having care, uh, Charisma, Charisma, being a charismatic uh-huh. personality and having great social and people skills, yeah. right? Like by nature, I'm a charismatic personality, mm-hmm. but Diana, you, you can tell all my business. You can spill <laughs> the tea. Like, you know, all my secrets, uh-huh. right? Um, and y- you, you can, you can affirm that when, when you met me when I was younger, I was very charismatic, yes. but I didn't have good people skills. Right. You weren't smooth. Now you're both. <laughs> oh, okay, girl. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, you heard it here first. Now I'm I'm smooth and charismatic and have go. the people skills, right? But like it all begins with a mindset. Yes. The mindset over time and with consistency, with uh, routine, with repetition. habits and repetition, you'll develop a skill. And so you have the capacity to build the skills that you want, right? Like a lot of people will say, well, you know, I didn't mean to make you mad or I didn't mean to be nasty or I didn't be mean to be rude or I didn't mean to be like a toxica, right? Like just like <laughs> just crazy. Uh-huh. No, well, I think crazy is the wrong word, but just like an emotional wreck. Uh I didn't mean that. But you know, the truth is you also did not, you didn't mean not to either. Right. And And most of that behavior comes with unawareness because that's what you've always been. Right. So you're just practicing something that you know, because you, you don't have the awareness that not to know. Right. So until you know, you don't know. So now that you know, you gotta be aware. And when you're aware, then you be, you make the decisions of, okay, that's what I want to change. You can pinpoint the little things in your life that you want to change. Absolutely. Man, we need, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about red flags Mm. at some point. Like how, how does your, how does your, 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 your mind, your spirit, even your body tell you, Hey, this is not good. I don't want this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. We don't want it. We don't, we don't have like Diana's gearing up. <laughs> Dude, like you sh- I wish, I wish you could see the video because Diana was like gearing up to just go. And I knew it was about to become like 10 minutes of just so much information. Cause Diana is a boss uh, at this con, this type of content and it's coming. It's coming. Right. Um, okay. You know, so I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but no, but it's important to understand, right? So like there important. are some things like when you, if you walk away from an argument, you're like, man, I don't like how I feel after that. Whether you're a perpetrator of of anger and conflict, or you're the recipient, right? Right? You're someone who was was abused, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Either way, there's something in, in your in your neurology, in your awareness, in your emotions that will say this is not right. Hopefully, you, right? Well, yeah, hopefully, yeah. You know, hopefully you've you've built some skills. But I think I think God created us in a way like something. I, I we I don't think we've said this enough, Diana, in this series that the, the goal with emotional intelligence intelligence is not to stop having emotions, yeah. right? The emotions are healthy yes. and the emotions are God given, mm-hmm. right? God wired us with emotions, joy and happiness, yes. sadness and sorrow, sorrow. Uh-huh. sometimes being a little, uh, I don't want to say fear, but being apprehensive, being careful, Definitely. right? That, that's, that's a God given emotion. Right. Caution yes. is a God given emotion right now. Irrational caution becomes fear at some point, yes. but being cautious, being careful even being angry 100%, right is a yes. god-given emotion all of those are markers and re- and, and like these flares these flags that our our mind and our and our our being our spirit shoot out to say hey listen here's how here's where we're at and here's how we should feel about what's going on yeah. you know um, but what emotional intelligence helps us do is it helps us give boundaries and give determination to the emotions i'm, I'm reminded I've, I've, i think we shared this a couple weeks ago, but I'm reminded of what Paul told the Ephesian church, Mm. right? He said, look, uh, be angry, 
mm-hmm. but don't sin. And that's so good because he points out like, yes, look, you have an emotion and analyze it, ponder, think yeah. about it. But don't go off. Don't let your emotions lead you. Yeah. So that's pretty much what therapy teaches us. I mean, mainly the Bible teaches us yeah. is to be aware of yeah. your emotions. And when you're aware of your emotions, then you can figure out, okay, this is not a healthy way to act. So I'm going to go ahead and switch it around and, and try and have new skills. So good. So good. Right. So like, I love how Paul said it and I love that you said it that way, babe. Like, you know, Paul said it, you know, be angry, but don't sin. Right. So have an awareness. And then he said, and don't let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. Don't go to bed angry. Essentially is what he's saying. What I think that means is like, don't let a lot of time pass mm-hmm. between the moment you have the emotion yes. and the moment you confront the emotion, right? And, but he, and then he said this, because you wouldn't want to give the enemy that kind of a foothold in your life, yeah. right? Like when, when we when we allow our emotions to run us, I'm not going to turn this into a super deep spiritual conversation, but hey, you are on a podcast with a couple of pastors, right? And so we're going to pastor your spirit here real quick. You know, a lot of times what happens is that becomes a door, that becomes a gate yeah. that the enemy sneaks in with, right? Like no one wakes up one day and says, you know, I'm going to be a bitter person. Yeah. And no, that bitterness root is deep. Right. No one wakes up and says, you know what? I'm going to be someone who's just angry and rages on people. No one wakes up and does that. Right. But what happens is we allow the enemy to take one foothold. That word foothold literally means don't give him a step. Yeah. Right. Don't don't let him plant his feet. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, when you have intense emotions wh- while you're able to. And right. Like the whole thought of like the sun shining, it's consciousness. Right. Yes. While you're conscious of it and while you're aware of it. Go confront it, unpack it, and live in a way where you're not sinning. Now, the thought of sinning there, Diana, when I've studied this, isn't like immoral or nasty or no, dirty. Right. Mm-hmm. That thought of sin literally means to be out of control, mm. right? So don't let so don't let that emotion run out of control. And that's, that's what emotional intelligence yeah, is. So good. Right? It's not leaving our emotions to rule our lives. Come on. But confronting them, like the Bible says, right then and there, allowing us, and it also allows your spirit and your body to be light. Because remember when you're weighed down with bitterness and anger or resentment, like your body feels it and you literally become sick. Yeah. And now we're, we're going down a whole different road, but let's get back to empathy. Yeah. So, (laughs) Hey, so we were talking about this earlier, babe, and at at dinner, I think, and I think it was dinner. I don't know, but we were talking about this recently and, and, you know, we, we thought about how empathy is, is really kind of like a, a like a complex a complex perspective of emotional intelligence, yes. right? Um, and you know, as we were unpacking it, something that just occurred to me was, um, well, you know what? Let me just go look up the definition of empathy, right? Like, I mean, if you're a part of our church, you know that we um, we look up words, right? And super important. <laughs> so, um, the thought of empathy is defined this way: empathy, and watch, surprise, surprise. Here we go. You mm-hmm. ready? Empathy is the ability. Mm. There's that statement yet again. Right. The ability. It's not the feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not the desire. It's not the emotion. It's the ability. And what's an ability? A skill. A skill that starts with the mindset, right? So it's the ability, watch this, to understand and share the feelings of another, right? To understand and share the feelings of another. And so like for me, like... 
the thought of empathy became very, very, very open when I saw the definition because I always thought empathy was just in like really sad moments, in tragic moments. I thought empathy was in moments where people were hurting and I just had to have empathy, right? That's 100% my perspective. That's literally all I thought empathy was until we started digging into this and we, we were able to get language for it. So there's actually three different types of empathy. Uh, the first one is cognitive empathy, and that's literally where you're able to place yourself in somebody's shoes and see their perspective. You're not like all into the emotions. Uh, the next one is emotional empathy, and that's when you're in the emotions with them and you're feeling it. And then the last one is compassionate empathy, and that's when you feel somebody's pain, but you're there to either help them to get to an action or you're able to you know, just take action to help them out and get them out. Um, And the reason I just wanted to like throw those three out there is because I thought empathy was empathy. There was just one and it was just sadness and that's it. So I think when I read that, it kind of made sense because it allows you to understand that it's not just one thing. There's different levels and understandings of empathy. That's fantastic. Like I love, I love your, the, the three, the three points, right? So I hope you guys caught that, right? So that's cognitive empathy, emotional empathy, and compassionate empathy, right? And so, um, let me zoom out before we like go laser focus on, on really how you drill down that right now, Diana, but like, so empathy then, if we're thinking about it being the ability to understand and share the feelings of other people, then empathy becomes for, more for understanding better in any interaction I have with a person. Yes. Right. That's what it becomes about. It becomes about, I empathy allows me to right. When I exercise the ability of empathy, it allows me to understand the other person's feeling and their perspectives, Mm -hmm. whether it's joy, right? Empathy says, I want to understand why you're so joyful, right? Right. If it's happiness, I want to understand happiness. If it's fear or if it's hurt, empathy says, I want to understand it. And right. That, that, and what that does is that, that leans us into, um, cognitive empathy, which I think we all should have, right. And we all should, should, uh, really, exercise it and develop the ability to at the very least understand and um the the, i think i think the word is understand and um i don't i I don't know if it's like legitimize or 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 acknowledge that's what i was looking for man the, the, the word was escaping me right but like you 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 understand and you acknowledge okay cognitive empathy says i acknowledge that you have a feeling yes right and while i may not fully understand the depth of your feeling i may not fully understand the complexities yes. or the details of your feelings i understand that you have feelings too i remember a few years ago um diana you said something to me one time and here we go we're just going to i'm just going to share like from the real in our life right like i i'm i'm so happy with where we're at in our marriage, <laughs> right? Like I'm, I really am. I'm so fulfilled. You know, I, I'm, I'm grateful. I really am. I'm so grateful that Diana's the kind of woman and the kind of wife that has me looking forward to come home. Thank you, right? babe. If, if, well, I haven't been to the office since like who knows when, right? But still. <laughs> but like I'm I, so- I feel there are times. So Diana, you still go see patients. 
right? And like when I hear the garage door open, like I, I, I'm like a puppy. You know what I mean? Like I'm just happy mommy's home, right? Like I'm just happy you're home. Um, and I'm grateful for that. But it hasn't always been perfect. Right. And it hasn't always been, you know, rainbows and butterflies and roses and, and all of that, right? And I remember, Diana, years ago, I, it may have been before kids, um, you know, I was, I, was, I was in a place where I was really negligent to your feelings, Right. I was, um, you know, if, if I'm being honest with you guys in my immaturity in my younger years, um, I tended to, I tend to be a, a, a bulldozer. Right. And um, what I was doing was I was pushing so hard towards ambition that I was just dragging Diana along. Um, and I remember you said this to me one time, babe. And here's the point. Right. The point is that I'm making is that, like, I have to acknowledge and understand that you have emotions, too. Yeah. And you said this to me one time. You said, Cruz, listen, you need to understand that I have emotions, I'm not the couch. Like you literally said that I'm not a piece of furniture, right? Like I'm a real live person. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the beauty of cognitive therapy. I mean, cognitive, cognitive empathy, empathy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that even if you don't care about what the situation is that the person is in, that doesn't give you the right to belittle them. Right. So just the fact that you give an ounce and say, you know what, this is so dumb, but I'm going to allow them to have, to have those feelings. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. respect them. Yeah. Guys, that's, that's it's beautiful. It's major. Like, and most people don't have that I skill. I was about to say that. I was about to say that. Because we, we see empathy as when it's sad, when something yeah. tragic happens, not when your spouse is, you know, having sadness over, I don't know, like her favorite color of, I don't know, chapstick <laughs> wasn't available at Target. Yeah, well, I think and what, it's a big deal to her. And you're like, wow, seriously? I think that's why it's tough, right? Because a lot of times pe people will have feelings that are different than ours. Yeah. And just because the feelings are different than ours, we'll say, oh man, get over it. Yes. Hey, toughen up. But then we want the empathy uh -huh. for our stuff. It's always funny how that's so nearsighted and so one-sided, right? And so I think that I think that, that right there is the spawning of emotional intelligence. When you say, okay, I'm self-aware of me, right? Like that's step one. I have self-awareness of, I'm aware of my feelings, of my emotions, and I'm aware of what my feelings are doing to people around me. But watch, here's the aha moment. I think empathy, Diana, is where you level up as a person because the first four or the first three components of emotional intelligence were all inward, self, right? Mm -hmm. All inward, all inward, inward, self-awareness, self-regulation, yes. self-motivation. But now empathy forces you out. Yeah. Right. So and so now you say, wow, okay, if I have feelings, man, this person in front of me has feelings also. You level up quick. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so I think at the very least you have cognitive empathy. Right. And remember, you guys, we've, we've said this a couple of times that that empathy is not just for sad moments. Empathy is not just for when someone's mom gets sick or someone gets bad news or someone passes away. Empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. Yeah. So right. Good. And go ahead. babe. I was going to say, because even when somebody gets a raise and you haven't gotten a raise for uh -oh. 10 years, like, can you be happy Here with them? Uh -oh. Can you rejoice when somebody else gets a blessing and you don't? 
Wow. The maturity to say, you know what? If God can do it for them, he can, he do, can it? do it for me. Girl, you're trying to start you're like, trying to start you're trying to start a church service. Come on. That's like the that's, truth. I mean, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Like yeah. why not? Yeah. Why can't I believe for myself? Yeah. You know, I think I think that is the mark of intelligence. And emotional intelligence, but just human intelligence, right? When I can celebrate someone else, when I can rejoice with someone else, when I can, here we go, empathize. Empathize, empathizing is not just for sad moments. The Bible actually teaches us as the body of Christ, Uh right? The body teaches us empathy. If we are believers, we're called to have community, you guys, that that is bound together with cords of love and cords of empathy. The scripture literally says, look, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. My goodness, does the Lord know what he's doing? So can you party when somebody else is at their high? Come on. Yeah. And can I stand with you when you're at your low? Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> so we just went from like the book of Corinthians to like, I'm going to go to Kung Fu Panda real quick, right? <laughs> <laughs> so like Kung Fu Panda, um, I don't know if you guys remember, I've, I don't remember which Kung Fu Panda it was. Like, like come on, this is, this, is, this, is like the, this is like the dad chronicles. Okay. So sorry, not sorry. Those are um, our examples. <laughs> But it's where Poe, right? That's that's the Kung Fu Panda, right? That's a grand mm-hmm. or the grand the dragon or I don't know what he was, right? Uh-huh. But Poe meets his dad for mm. the first time, like his biological father. Yeah, not now, the not the goose. You know what I mean? <laughs> not the duck, right? Or the goose or whatever he was, right? And there's a moment where his his adoptive father, mm-hmm. the father who adopted him. Now this will preach in so many different layers, right? Um, we'll keep it light though. But the adopted father is watching Poe interact with his biological mm-hmm. father, who wasn't there the whole time, yeah, and didn't and, raise di- him. and didn't raise him uh-huh. and didn't do as much as I did and yeah. didn't give as much and didn't care. And where were you on all the birthdays? And where were you when he was crying? And now you think you're just going to step in and just take over? But watch, look at the emotional intelligence. Look of this like duck. his of this of this daddy duck, right? Like. <laughs> like, look, like he had every right to feel that way. He sure he did. He had the yes. right to feel, but I'm so grateful he had the wisdom to choose. Mm, come right? on now. Look, I'm trying. I'm, I'm not trying to preach it, but here we go. Like, look, watch. We all have the right to feel. Yes. Right. But you also have the ability to choose. Mm-hmm. Right. And so rather than exercising his right to feel some type of way towards Poe's dad, that was he, legitimate, which, legitimized. which absolutely, which was legitimate. He makes this incredibly wise statement. He said, wow, you know, more for Poe doesn't mean less for me. So good. Isn't that incredible? So good. What emotional intelligence there, right? Yes. That's empathy at its fullest, right? To be able to say, man, I'm happy for the person I love. And, you know, I'm just going to take a moment right there. And I just want to say this, man, you know, I, I, as, as here we go, confessions of a former hater, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> These are my confessions. These are my confessions, right? right. Look, um, shout out some Usher, right? Little uh-huh. early 2000 Usher right there, right? But look, confessions from a former hater. And like, look, don't look at me sideways, okay? You've been a hater too, right? If you've ever felt like, why not me when someone got a raise? or someone got a boo, or someone got married, or you saw on their Instagram that they hit a, they hit a milestone, or they got something that you've been wanting for yeah. or praying for, right? That little thing in you that was like, ugh, I'm not going to like it, or that <laughs> I'm just going to skim past it, uh-huh. right? 
That right there. We've all been there. Keep it real. <laughs> that right there is hateration. Yeah. That right there, for real. Haterade. Just con- con- confessions of a former hater. I'll tell you what. I, I there were times where I where I hated for real. I hated that I wasn't the one getting the call, and I hated that I wasn't the one that had the opportunity. Yeah. And I hated that I wasn't the one that had that car or had that thing or whatever. I'm being honest with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Confessions of a former hater, right? And but I'll tell you what, man. My life got so much freer and so much fuller when I learned to have, at the very least, cognitive empathy, where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put myself in their shoes. And I'm going to say, you know, like they have feelings too. And I may not oh, really, really like this right now, <laughs> but you know what? I'm, I'm going to just say, you know what? I'm going to share in your feelings. Hey, good for you. Exactly. I, I may not comment on the post that and you're celebrating, okay. but I'm going to double tap it at least really just say, man, I like it. And I'm going to keep moving on. And you know, you know what? I like, I freed me. Yes. Like being able to do that was more being able to show love yeah. and share joy was more about me being free than me, like giving them pride. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I bet your body felt better, Hello. and you didn't have a stomach ache. Oh, you didn't man, have gastric issues. For real? Because I promise you, when you hold on to hate, it'll show up in your body. Oh man, absolutely right. So empathy, man, empathy is the ability to understand and share in the emotions of others, right? And so, like the next aspect of empathy was Diana said, emotional empathy, right? That's where you actually feel the feelings that other people have, right? Now that Diana, like. You and I, you talked to me this little about this a little bit this week that emotional empathy can be really, really good, but it can also be a little messy. Right. So a lot of emotional empathy comes with um, professions like in the medical community, doctors, nurses, therapists, uh, that we're able to have good bedside manner because we empathize with where the patient is, what they're going through, because we we understand that we've had that experience. So we're able to talk to them, love on them, be able to be that emotional support for them but still keep our composure. Now, when it goes south is when you have somebody who's trying to be there for you, but then cries with you, and you're now you're both an emotional mess, and nobody can help each other because you're both so overwhelmed in this situation that one can't help the other. Yeah, you know, that's, that, I think that's, that's where we really have to learn how to draw boundaries. Right. Right. Um, you know, I think uh, the scripture says this, that Romans 15 in the King James Version, I don't often use King James, but the Ro- Romans 15 says, you know, let the strong carry the infirmities, the, the infirmities of the weak. Yeah. Right. Let the strong carry the illnesses, the ailments, yeah. the hurt of the weak. And, you know, it. I think that that's a mouthful because it requires strength. Yeah, it does. If I'm going to carry someone who's hurting, it requires a lot of strength. And you guys, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this, like, I know one thing about your, about your generation, man, our, our younger and more middle-aged millennials and our Gen Zers, uh-huh. man, y'all, y'all feel, yeah. man, you guys really do. And that's a beautiful thing, right? I'm not knocking it. I think you should feel, I think something that my generation, I'm an older millennial, um, and then Gen Xers and even like baby boomers, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think that that something that that the generation coming before you doesn't do well is feel right, right, or show the feelings because we were ra- we were raised by these tough parents who are like, hey man, real men don't cry, yeah, right, and it's like, well, no, now your generation invented the man bun and emotions, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm totally kidding. No offense to anyone with the man bun. <laughs> I love man bun. <laughs> if you have a man bun, don't at me, okay? Like for real. But what I'm saying is that that I'm not I'm not against the emotion, but what I am against, or not even against, but no. what I do, what I do. What I do caution you with is like, if you don't have the, if you don't have the the cognitive strength or in this word, 
strength to be able to have emotional empathy is emotional intelligence. Uh So if you don't have the EQ, emotional intelligence, to step into a situation without getting lost in that situation with someone, right? Like, so if I'm going to step in, if I'm going to carry someone, I need to be able to make a good assessment of of my own strength, of what I'm able to do, because I can't give you what I don't have. 100%. And if, and if like, if a friend of mine or someone I love is hurting, if they're sick, if they've made bad decisions, right? If they're sinning, like my my jo- my job is to support them to yeah. care for them but if i've not if i haven't walked the road of recovery if i if, for your if own right self. for my own self mm-hmm. where i've overcome sin yeah. or i've overcome sickness then i need i need to like i my, i will empathize with them but my job is also to point them towards the the right resources so that i don't get pulled into the situation with them we have um you know again shout out to one of our pastors he, he when i became a, a youth pastor i was a really young pastor I was like 26, 27. Um, he said to me, Cruz, look, when you counsel and you give pastoral direction, you can't allow yourself, you have to give yourself permission to feel, but you can't allow yourself to get pulled into the woods with them. And he yeah. gave me this incredible, incredible perspective, Diana. He said, look, your job, you're not a character in the story. Mm, in the story of their dysfunction Mm -hmm. or you're not a character in the story of their hurt you're not a character of uh in the story of their abuse or whatever right Uh because many times emotional empathy is really in times where it's acute hurt right it's it's times of tension and conflict right that's where emotional empathy you know emerges um he said you're not a character in that story Mm -hmm. but you should be a narrator Mm. right and you should be able to be speaking from a broader perspective and help them narrate the direction of their story. That's so he beautiful. told me, he said, Cruz, don't get lost in the woods with them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I felt like, um, there's really been one time in my life where I felt emotionally overwhelmed where me being a strong leader, I just felt like I wasn't the person to, to help. And mm. that was when a couple of years ago we lost some of our best friends mm. in, um, plane, in plane crash. crash yeah. And I mean, these are some of our best friends for years. We did life with them every single day for like 10 years. Yeah. And I felt like I couldn't be a support to the family because I was crying right along with them. And so even, even though that was expected of me, I told you, Cruz, I just can't, I'm, I'm not there. Like don't lean on me for this because I need to get myself together. And so we were able to mourn, you know, and get ourselves in line. But even then, I think even now, I, I don't feel like I'm in a position where I can talk about that and just provide that support, you know? So that's somewhere where only one time in my life that I felt completely overwhelmed. Right. And, but you know, I think that awareness allows you to say, okay, I'm not going to try to overcommit because that's what happens, yeah. right? Like it's one thing to say, man, I, I have, you know, cause Diana, you were, you were in a pastoral role mm-hmm. in their, in, in their lives. So was, yeah. as, as I was, and, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to be a, I'm going to, I'm going to help pastor your family through this and I'm going to help guide your family through this. And then we get lost in the woods with them. Yeah. Right. Um, versus being able to say, you know what, right now I'm just, I'm, I'm just one. sitting with you as a yes. friend. Right. Yes. And I think you did a really good job. I remember that time of our life very vividly. Um, I think you did such a great job of having awareness though. Right. And being able to say, look, I can't give you this. So please I, I don't expect this from me. Yeah, right now. We definitely pointed them to great resources, but we weren't the people for right, that. Right. And I'm so grateful because I would have 
We would have definitely been lost in the woods. Oh, with that. absolutely. We would have been lost in the woods with the family. And, you know, um, you know, if, if you're asking, okay, Chris, well, how do we, you know, in, in times of, of emotional empathy, what can we do if we are feeling like we're getting lost in the woods? Well, um, I'm going to speak to some locals, right? And what I mean by the locals is people who are of the household of faith. I think we have, um, I think we've got some listeners who may kind of be on their journey of faith and not, you know, all the, not all the way in with um, following Jesus. So guys, right now I'm going to talk to those of us who follow Jesus and live biblical principles, right? And so in that, here's what I'm going to say. James chapter five says this, if any of you are hurt, if any of you are sinning or are sick, right? And that's the human condition Mm -hmm. at any given moment. Um, It says, call the elders of the church, Mm -hmm. right? Because sometimes we're hurting and we're sinning and we're sick right along with them. Um, But there's always an escalation. There's always a triage. To be able to say, look, I'm not the resource, but I can point you to them. Yeah. And right, and that's where the elders of the church. So, like mm-hmm. at, at our church, abundant, I, I would be what you would consider one of the elders of the church, right? You would, you know, you, as a matter of fact, I get called a lot, a very, you know, uh, I, a lot. And I have the honor of walking with families right. on a very regular basis through moments that are very painful and hurtful. And, um, you know, it's such an honor to do that. But I, I think, Diana, you, you highlighted such an incredible perspective where you just, you had the awareness to say, I don't have what it takes. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong there's with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's emotional intelligence. That goes back to the first component, which is self-awareness. Yeah. Right. Um, and so the last, the last component of empathy is compassionate empathy, right? Right. Where you're actually able to have uh, the ability to care for them, right? Yeah. Like, so you and I were talking this week about empathy and uh, preparing for this talk. And one of the things that, that I thought of was like, like what you do, right? So you're, you're someone who provides care yeah. uh, to people in their road to recovery. And, and, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, you, it, there are some very, very daunting cases that mm-hmm. you see, right? Yeah. Um, but I, what I love about what you do as a, as a caregiver and as someone who's a therapist, you say, okay, I feel for this person man, this is really bad. However, the compassion says, but here's your span of care. Mm-hmm. Here's what I want you to do. Here's the resources. Go see, go do these exercises. Yeah. And here's some websites or here's some other online resources that you should go follow. Because that's what compassion does. Right. Com- or, or compassionate empathy. Compassionate empathy is like, oh man, I'm so sorry for you. That's emotional empathy. Compassionate empathy actually takes the next step and says, here, uh, here's what I have in my hand. Here's the resources I have right now right. to actually actually care for what you're going through. Yes. Compassionate to action. Ooh, very good. Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I love that. Like I we can that. be compassionate, but what are we going to do about it? Absolutely. We're not going to stay stuck here. Hey, I can help you with this Absolutely. or let me point you to who can. I love it. Wow. This was, this has been very, very good. And yeah. we're going to get to social skills today. Yes. Let's no, go. We're going to get to social <laughs> skills. <laughs> we're like at 37, 38 minutes. Okay. And so I hope you guys are enjoying this, man. I'm enjoying talking about it, babe. Like this is so good. So let me just give you a recap real quick. So three types of empathy, cognitive empathy, which simply says, Hey, I know you have feelings. I'm going to respect your feelings. Emotional empathy, which says, man, I feel what you're feeling. Emotional empathy can get a little messy if you don't have the strength or to establish boundaries where you don't get pulled into the woods and lost in the woods with people. Remember, when you're providing emotional empathy, you're not a character in the story of their hurt. You're a narrator. You're helping direct the story. And then compassionate empathy simply says this, I care and I'm going to act off of that care. So I'm I'm sharing and understanding your emotions and your feelings. So here's what I'm going to do to help care for you. And 
I'll say this and we're done with empathy. Empathy is not just for hard moments. Yeah. Empathy is for understanding and sharing the feelings of others, right? So and good. so I think I think empathy actually leads, babe, to having really good social skills. Like this is something that like I wish I like I, 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 I don't know why I don't talk about it more, but like it's something that is super near and dear to me is right. how we interact with other people. Yeah. Right. You're Social like skills. the man for that. And, uh, I'm just, I'm just, talk I'm about just, it. I'll just I'm sit <laughs> back. I'm just going to sit I'm back just, on this part. I'm just, I'm just learning, you know? Um, so for me, social skills is helping people feel special, important, seen, heard. When you have good emotional intelligence, you have great social skills. When you have social skills, you're helping people find win-win situa- win-win situations. You're treating people with dignity. And I'll give you some yes. breakdowns on it, right? But it, emotional intelligence allows us to treat people with dignity, with respect, right? Good social skills um, allows you to be diplomatic. I'm trying to find the win. I'm, you know, uh, I heard Pastor Charles say this a a few years ago when Uh he was doing a, a teaching on marriage. He said, stop trying to fix the blame and fix the problem. Right. That's good emotional skills. Right. Like don't fix the blame. Don't fix the blame on people. Right. Anyone can get emotional and say, well, it was your fault and it was their fault and it was his fault and it was his fault. Well, look, I'll tell you what, like having good social skills will make you a problem solver. Yeah. Right. And problem solvers. I know this to be true in my own life. Problem solvers always get paid and always get invited to sit at the table when you're a problem solver. Right. hundred percent. So there's several things we can talk about social skills. Um, there, let me let me just give you like the cheat code really quick on social skills, okay? One of the greatest resources that you can ever come across is a book by a guy named Dale Carnegie, okay? Dale Carnegie, it was written like, like mid-1900s, and it's phenomenal. The name of the book is How to Win Friends and Influence Others, right? So if you want the Pastor Cruz playbook on interacting with people, loving people, treating people well, but more importantly, leading and having influence, read this book. You'll find a lot, you'll find a lot of biblical principles in there uh-huh. and a lot of practical in principles in there, right? Um, so I'm, I'm going to give you some of the, some of the big, big, big pieces of, of social skills that are part of my, my toolkit on a daily basis. Okay. Watch. So here's a social skill that is going to help you get further, faster in every relationship. And you're going to come across so emotionally intelligent. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Right. Here we go. I want you to write it down. It's a simple statement. Being interested is greater than being interesting. Oh, 100%, right? (laughs) People love to talk about themselves. Hey, yes. (laughs) There are few things. Hear me, you guys. There are few things that people love more than the sound of their own voice and the sound of their own name. The truth is this. uh, Dale Carnegie said it this way, that names are the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Wow. You know what? That's beautiful because I remember when we were youth pastors and we had like five kids. Hello. Um, and I remember you telling me my goal as a youth pastor is going to be to learn every single kid's name that comes into our youth ministry. So once we hit like four or 500 kids, Cruz, you still knew each kid's name. Like I was always, and not just me, like our team was always so impressed with the time that you took to learn kids' names. 
I never wore my glasses. So most of the time, I didn't even know who you were, which is still my problem now. If I don't have my glasses on, I do not, I cannot see guys. No, I need to yeah. be better. I need well, to be better. But look, this is exactly what, what the component says. Though. It's a social skill. Everyone, everyone would always tell me, and even now at church, I, I try really hard. Yeah, I mean, I it's, a, it's a bigger, it's a bigger pond. You right. know what I mean? And there's so many more people to remember. Right. But, um, People would tell me, man, Cruz, you're so gifted. You're so gifted at remembering names and remembering stories, right? Gifted, right? That's what people think. That's what people think. But I'm like, no, this is not gifted. This is practice. You know what? That's so good because it's not a cop out. It's not. It's not for some, it's just for some people. It's anyone who puts their mind to it will build the, come on, you said it last, last podcast, have, we have neuroplasticity to learn the new skill, right? And so it really is a skill. It really is. I've got these, I've got these mnemonics and if not demonics, okay, (laughs) we're not talking about exorcisms here, right? But mnemonics, M-N-E-N-O-M-I-C-S, mnemonics, which is little systems to help me memorize and have repetition, right? So sometimes like, here we go, I'll just give you like a little lab on it, right? So like uh, right now, Diana's wearing a pink shirt with with her hair in a bun. And I'll I'll say, hey, what's your name? Uh And you'll say, oh, well, I'm I'm Diana. Hi, what's your name? Oh, I'm Diana. (laughs) (laughs) Diana hasn't been hit on in a long time. So like... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know this was a real one. Oh my gosh. Um, Anyway, so like I'll say, hey, what's your name? Diana. Oh, hey, Diana. It's so good to meet you. Hey, I love your pink shirt. Okay. Wow. Where'd you get it? What brand is that? H&M. Wow. I love H&M also. Wow, Diana. And your hair's up in a bun, so you must, you know, like, or whatever, right? Like, I just hit the wall on that, uh-huh. right? But, like, in my mind, I'm saying, okay, Diana with the pink shirt, hair in a bun, Diana. And then in, in the course of context, I'll say, Diana, it's so great to meet you. I'm, you know, I love anyone that shops in H&M. Okay, well, Diana, hey, I'll see you later. We'll talk soon. Bye, Diana. Thanks for coming today. Yeah. And in the course of two minutes, I'll say your name, like, four or five times. Dude, that's perfect. I mean, but that takes work and it's intentional. It's a so social skill. So you're literally on and you have, you have, what's it called? Prioritize that this is what you're going to do. Absolutely. So you can't go into this lazy. You Absolutely. can't go into this like, Absolutely. oh, maybe I'll learn next time or whatever. Absolutely. This is 100% an intentional skill 100%. that you decided is valuable for your life. Absolutely. Look. And the more you practice it, the more you'll be better at interacting with people. Dale Carnegie says it this way. If you talk to someone about themselves, mm-hmm. they'll listen to you for hours. Jeez. Right? And so like if when we when we master that, right? Like we, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other, to be, other people to be interested in you. So good. Right? Like literally the Bible How says it this, this way. Written in the 1900s. Uh, well, it's because, well, the truth is humans are humans. Truth. And we're all like, we're, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Truth. Right. And so like, I mean, did you get, I mean, did you hear that though? You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people to be interested in you. So what if rather than being thirsty, you were just a fresh drink of water so for good. someone else? Yeah. Right. Um, and so look. Here's what I think. I think that that actions speak louder than words, right? And so let your actions speak loud. When you're interacting with somebody, smile. 
Like, listen, I learned this years and years and years ago. Like a smile, nonverbals, body language is everything. Look interested. Like real talk, like I, like my team and my staff at, at church, like I, I don't like for them to be have their phones in meetings because I don't want to wonder whether or not you're disinterested. Your nonverbals, your, their body language is like, is everything to me. And I don't want to be thinking as, as the key leader in the room and as I'm leading a meeting or something, I don't want to think about like, oh man, am I boring? Am I not making sense? Because my brain goes there so often, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, hey guys, look, can you can we just put our phones away? Because I want our body language to say that I'm interested. And now for me, right, when I sit in meetings with my with my pastors and with my leadership, like I try to sit on the edge of my seat. I try to have my head up, my eyes open, and my heart engaged. Yeah. Because I don't want my leaders wondering where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't I don't want that's my, my responsibility is to show I'm here, I'm alert, and show I'm locked up. in. Why? Because actions speak louder than words. A smile says, I like you and you make me happy. I'm glad to see you. Yes. Like smile, fix your face, right? Some people have RBF, and I'm not gonna tell you what RBF <laughs> is, all right? Like don't Google it, okay? Let's stay Christians, right? But like fix your face, be aware of your face. I remember when we um when we first joined the church at Abundant. As pastors, um, like Diana will tell you, and if, if you serve on team at Prime Culture, you've probably seen me do it. Like when I get in a zone, like I just go tunnel vision and I'm just all about the mission, right? Um, and so what happens is like when I'm when I get really thoughtful, I, I scowl, yeah. right? I get the fuchi face, like I just like, oh, I look like I'm mad. And the church didn't know me. Yeah. Right. And so I was like on a mission in the lobby and I was like <laughs> going from one side of the building to the other one and I'm walking and like I had, pa- I had, I forgot who it was. It wasn't Pastor Jared, but it was someone on the team who said, Hey Cruz, um, when you walk through the lobby, like I know that you're trying to get from one side to the other, but can you smile? Because there are people that have come and talked to me and said, Hey, is Cruz angry? And Cruz, I don't want you to be, be known as the angry pastor. Mm-hmm. Right? It's crazy. Social skills. Yeah. What does my face say? Nonverbal. Like, 100%. <laughs> I remember when we, when we were youth pastors, that was one of our talks to our servant our, leaders. Our team. Yeah. Our, everybody that served on our team uh, would get that talk. When Once we hit like the the floor and doors were open fix your face hey, fix, fix your, your face. face hey fix your face yeah and that was um that was actual culture talk for yeah. us like people who were in leadership and even if you were a, like as every servant leader if you weren't smiling right. and just like showing that you were happy to be there right like someone on our team was going to walk by and say hey fix your face and we you weren't offended <laughs> by it because you understood the love and the understanding behind that statement Yep, absolutely. Right. And so listen, there's so much to be said about social skills. And so maybe we'll talk about that um, in the new year and we'll talk about unpacking social skills and interacting yeah, with other sure. people. For now, do yourself a favor. Go get that. Go get that Car- Dale Carnegie book. It'll bless you. And it's such an easy read. OK, um, but, you know, the last thing to say on social skills is really I just want to leave you with that, that actions speak louder than words. Right. I mean, really care, care care and do it on purpose don't do it because you feel it do it on purpose right so hey i think that does it for our series emotional talents out we made it you guys (laughs) hey listen we hope you've enjoyed this series on emotional intelligence and we hope that this has really added value to your life helped you get further 
faster. If it has, will you let us know, please? Here's how you can let us know. You can DM me or Diana. Diana's Instagram handle is at Diana Ramirez MPT uh, you, uh, at, at Prime Culture, at This Prime Culture. Uh, leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes podcast. It really helps us know that, you know, we're hitting the mark with this content. And when you review it, when you share it, and you leave a, leave a rating, um, that actually helps the content get out to more people. So would you do that for us? Would you just take a moment? It'll take you a minute or two to just, you know, hit the five stars or hit the review, shoot us a DM, let us know what you think about the content, share it on your, on your Instagram, your Facebook, your uh, LinkedIn, whatever it is that you use. Um, that would mean so much to us, man. Thank you so much for rocking with the content. Hey, listen, we hope you have a very merry Christmas. We hope that you're able to employ the five components of emotional intelligence over the holidays as you're around your 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 friends, your family, and maybe even your frenemies um, in all of that, right? And so we believe this. God's hand is on you. You're amazing. We love you. And until next time, be the culture. We love you guys. Bye.